Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Don't Roberto Gary's Gaza at me. <laughs> he is back up on his train. <laughs> He's gotten away with killing yet another young woman. No, Roberto, you're not. I know that you're not a killer. I'm just saying that... Um, I can't believe MJ and I have such differing viewpoints of this episode. We are going <laughs> to clash today. We are coming we... in hot and we are coming <laughs> in from opposite directions. It's going to be the most <laughs> conflict-ridden Riverdale roundup that has ever been recorded. I think it's Because usually I come in and I'm like, tell me if I should have liked it. I don't know. I love and, it. Yes. And I always love it. And this is a time uh-huh. when I didn't. I need to preface all of this. Uh-huh. It's not that I hate Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. I think they're great. They should have gotten their own spinoff show. Why didn't they get their own spinoff instead of shitty Katie Keene? Yes. Nobody gives a shit about you, Katie Keene. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobody cares. Josie and the Pussycats would have fucking watched it. Should have given that spinoff when you wrote them off two seasons ago. And then you give them a whole bottle episode when we're in the middle of 20 plot lines <laughs> and then we click and like no but everybody's singing and it's singing 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 and then Jughead's just hanging out didn't he just have rabies <laughs> I know I'm getting a hold of myself ahead of myself I'm not getting a hold You're of myself certainly not getting I'm a hold upset. of yourself <laughs> I'm certainly upset about it. Right. So I, I, I've got to set the scene for myself here a little bit. Please. I, I set my platform. Please hit me. I missed last week, of course. Right. So you and Jeff did Riverdale Roundup together. If anybody yes, missed screamed. last yeah. week, go catch it. Um, Jeff got to provide, you know, a different point of view than the yelling you usually hear about here just between me and Jackie. And so 
Um, because my life was all messed up last week. I did not watch Riverdale. Believe it or not, when I don't have to watch Riverdale. Whoa. <laughs> I, Hold I did the not, phone. I did not watch it quite on Don't time. pull the curtain back, MJ. <laughs> we love Riverdale. We can't. We foam at the mouth to watch it. I was excited to I watch. I mean, I do, but that's because my life is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to watch. I was, but... I did not carve out the time last week to watch it, uh, and so what I ended up doing was creating a uh, slight nightmare scenario for myself where I had two Riverdales to to get done in one night. And it's always a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> two episodes of what? In fact, I can't, you know what, Ma- I want to say now, mazel to anyone who has binged Riverdale, and I know that's a lot of you guys out there. I don't know how you guys do it. You have a strength of character that I do not possess. Uh, it, it and like I'm obsessed, but you know this is this is a, like an hour a week. Yeah, and I think obsession. that it was possible to like binge season one, but like as it has gotten more, you know, oh, as yeah. we've gotten just deeper and deeper, um, and as you try to keep track of what's going on, it's like a lot to. It's like, you know, your brain needs, it's like you cramming for a test. Your brain needs some time to process everything that happens per episode. And so I went in this week catching up. And the episode from two weeks ago is like, you want plot? Woo, it was we'll a doozy. We'll give you plot. And so it was just like, <laughs> what if we try to just do 20 things with plot in this episode? Very weirdly to me, it was about one third from the point of view of Archie. And then without any narrative explanation switches to being from the point of view of Jughead. Um, it, like, it was so jarring that I literally kept thinking, like, weren't we just talking about Archie? And his uh, Archie has, like, serious PTSD. He keeps seeing the many dead soldiers he's responsible for. Also, MJ, I don't know if you... I'm sure I know that I'm sure you listened to the episode last week that we screamed about since you didn't even have time to watch because your <laughs> life is filled with family and work and just a million other things. Um, we uh, the night gallery is the name of the episode, and that was based on an old oh God, Robert Sterling. Oh, Jeff told me about it last Twilight week. Zone? I'm trying to pull it out of my memory. Twilight Zone. The last episode was called the Night Gallery, and so that was based on. This other Twilight Zone show where he would pull up a painting and then talk about the painting and go into it. And so that's what it was based on. Man, that's great, And he's like, yeah, the name of the episode is The Night Gallery. He's like, what the fuck is The Night Gallery? Man, so many references. Yeah. That is something I will give it up to Riverdale for. Like, they are always, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it's like, I wish I I do want to like praise them for how many deep, you know, how many like little, you know, deep cuts and Easter eggs and stuff there are in these episodes that are so easy to miss. That's very cool. I did not know. Right. But then in the same breath, why was Josie back and singing a Celine Dion song? So now fast forward to this week's episode (laughs) and there is zero plot. There is zero plot. It's just a musical. It's just a, it's, it's just a musical. And I, for one was living for it. I was tweeting about how much I loved it. I was screaming. Gideon was like, why are you screaming? I was like, I never scream during Riverdale. I usually just silently watch it. I let it wash over me. You get sobered up as, in fact, I think that they should start giving this out instead of the stuff they the smelling salts in your <laughs> your nose to pop you back. Just put on an episode of Riverdale, and people go, "That can't happen," and that's how it'll come out of a coma. 
I think that's great. And so usually it's a fairly sobering experience for me, but I was absolutely living for this episode. Josie's back. Why? No reason. She's famous. It's been seven years. She seems to have this very disgruntled relationship with Riverdale. Why? Again, was that established when she left? No, not really. She, you know, had her, she wanted to go spread her wings. She had had her some interpersonal conflict with people, but like, you know, it was kind of a like, all right, you know, best of luck, uh, Josie. And she comes back and it's this very loaded thing. She's a mega superstar. It's kind of like a Destiny's Child Beyonce situation. We learned that she has totally left the Pussycats without, like, when she had left, like, no communication from them. Meanwhile, we hadn't seen the Pussycats in quite a long time, even after we had still seen Josie around, so that was kind of a surprise. They were a huge part of this. Uh, it was, there was zero I didn't plot. Even, you know what? I didn't even know the third one's name. Me neither. I didn't know her name. I don't think she had ever spoken. We met, we knew Val, because she, Val briefly dated Archie. Dated Archie, and I think that this is all, like, I think that this is awesome, I think it's great. I think that they should have brought been brought back. And why couldn't they just have been one of the myriad of characters in this show that this story could have been told throughout the season? Connected to give any Give them plot. jobs back. Yeah. Like, give them their jobs back if this is what you're going to do. Don't put it all in a one episode that doesn't, doesn't affect anything else. There's only like three or four episodes left in this season, MJ. It was just a standalone so musical. Much. And I don't know why, because we know that Riverdale has done a musical every season in the past. And in the past, I have been a bit of a hater on the musicals. And for some reason last night, I was like, you know what? Make it a musical every episode. I only <laughs> want Riverdale to be a musical now. And I think it was because I really liked the song choices. Although... It's also rough. I'm a. I absolutely love. Uh, it's all little shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. Come on, and you know fun. I love little shop of horrors. But that's. I don't. Did they know what the song is about? <laughs> like, why, why are you? Is it just because it's about a shop? It's just the word that's shop. The old, like that's the only thing. There's a million songs about shops <laughs> that you can sing. It made no sense. None of the choices uh, made sense. Although, oh, it's all coming back to me now. Great. I think that she did. I think that it was delightful. You know I love Celine Dion. Of course, it, it, like, it, it just rattles my brain because it is such an epic song. And I feel like with all of their singing, and I'm not saying that this, like, I think they're all very talented. I feel like... It's throttled in this way of like, it's Agamemnon. <laughs> and like, girl, I know you can sing more powerfully than this. Yes. Why are you not allowed? Or like, are you told not to sing it with all of your gusto? I was also having a very conflicting experience during It's All Coming Back because I that's when I first started screaming. I was like, yes, yes, because I was excited we were getting a musical number. I was excited that Josie was back and I was excited that it was we're all com it's all coming back to me. However, as I was listening to it, I was like, okay, Josie obviously has a very good voice. Can she do this? Yeah. Celine Dion song? Yes. But just like the, uh, I mean, not just like, but similarly to the Coyote Ugly conversation we had a few weeks ago, the Riverdale musical numbers are confusingly low energy. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you make an on-screen musical number feel that low energy. And... And if you're gonna do a Celine Dion song, you gotta belt, like you gotta have the range and you gotta have the power. You gotta belt it. And if you're singing- And I know that she does, I'm sure yeah, she does. She does, she did, and she did it. She did the range. It just wasn't 
I mean, that is, I think we can call it a power ballad, and it was not a power ballad performance. Oh, we could call it a power ballad. <laughs> why are you putting a question mark on that? <laughs> <laughs> I love how revved up. I love this. I oh, I love going head to head with you, MJ. Yeah. We're so sparring, I, was pro. I feel like. I was very pro Little Shop of Horrors, even though it made no sense why they sang it. I was pro It's All Coming Back to Me because I just am never going to turn down the opportunity to listen to that song. Um, I was pro the um, totally- The double song the in double the middle song of the episode? In the middle of the episode, not connected to any other actors on the show Riverdale, um, not connected to any, not even set up with dialogue, really. Like, just what if we just suddenly had a music in a place we've never been, um, in with with characters we've really barely ever heard from. It, it was just a it was a it was a sensory experience. They haven't performed together in like eight or nine years <laughs> at this point. I'm I just like where were you at your ten year high school reunion? I mean, I certainly wasn't at the reunion, but I certainly wasn't in a place to be like, let's jump right back into where we were ten years ago, guys. But also, what is fantasy and what is reality? Because at one point. During it's all coming back to me, which which is Josie singing about what it's like to be back in Riverdale, which is great. I honestly love taking that song and making it be about returning to your hometown. I think that's great. Uh, but like when she's singing that, the two pussycats come in and sing with her, but they hadn't even really been reunited yet in real life. So I think that was just fantasy. But then and then she's like, oh, do you guys sing? But I'm like, but you guys just performed together. Like a few minutes ago, but I guess that was fantasy. So it was also a, a strange blend of fantasy and reality in the musical number. And I just, my, something that Jeff just could not get over is he's like, where are Josie's people? He's like, no one that is performing a world tour to, to like huge stadiums is not going to have a team that knows where she is at all times. She can't just disappear like this. And I know that like things can happen, but like she got the call and she just left her international tour. Doesn't she have anyone asking where she is? And everyone's like, that was also very confusing because I spent the whole episode thinking, oh, like she like came back to Riverdale. There was a time compression because I like like the mom is like, why time are you compression. back? There was a time compression. Like sometimes it's time jump. Sometimes it's time compression. <laughs> this is Riverdale. Like she had just left her tour and everyone's like, why are you back? Oh, it's because my dad just died. Like. Like, it didn't make any sense. There, it, it, it did not make any sense. If you're, but that's you know, you got to just know what you're, what you're signing up for with each episode of Riverdale. And sometimes you're signing up for an onslaught of plot points that you may or may not ever hear from again. And sometimes you're just signing up for a standalone musical that has nothing to do with anything and makes no sense connected to any other episode and makes no sense within its own episode. This episode, ha again, there was I could not tell you what the story was. I don't know what the story was. All I know is that I enjoyed the singing. All I also know is that Valerie, the third pussycat, is a lawyer turned another YA novelist. Why is there another one? Why is this the sec? Guys, could we have given, like, she was at Harvard as, in, as a lawyer. She was trying to become a lawyer. She drops it to write her life story. At the age of 25, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, 
But don't you have to go through such, maybe she has, but isn't there supposed to be something, like if you are writing your life story at the age of 25 that becomes a hit, there's got to be some meat in there that we got to hear more about, right? I mean, luckily we never heard anything from her the entire time but she why was another, in Riverdale. why another novelist? And not why connected to Jughead, at least. Like, if you're going to be like, we have a character who's a YA novelist. We also have another character who's a YA novelist. Shall we connect the two? No. Why would we try to take anything from this episode and connect it to anything that, again, conveniently, the entire skeleton plot of this season was laid out in last week's episode. It's all there. And then we had to watch an entire scene with Melody, the second pussycat. Deciding whether or not she's going to say yes to an engagement to a man we don't know. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Where are the boss men? Where are all, where's the two serial killers? What about the serial killer family that we're about to get? I don't give a shit about this character. I haven't seen in two and a half years. Is this the episode where Betty... Killed that guy, or did that happen? No, last week? none of them did anything in this episode. Okay. I know that you're confusing the two of yes, them, but I completely you. understand. That is the other episode. This episode has no plot in it at all. We're <laughs> in the middle of so much. And again, bring back these characters, put them into, like, like let's build this story out. I'm down with it. It's just really weird. Especially right now. if you just did. A Coyote Ugly episode. Like, why wouldn't you have brought the singers back before then? I don't know. This is a biker bar. Why are they singing the Pussycat song? I think that, that it's great. But why are they doing this? Also, Josie, if you you want to get the, the patrons of Riverdale to pay a cover at a biker bar to sing songs with two women you haven't performed with in nine or ten years at this point, and then... You think that's what's going to save Riverdale and make it from not town back into town again? <laughs> Give them the money, Josie. Don't you have the money to do it? How much money is it, MJ, to make from a town that was a town back into a town that is a town? <laughs> and also, apparently Riverdale High is being used again, even though, is it not still like a harbor for, wasn't Betty just about to, Cut a man into pieces with a chainsaw in the auto body part of the high school. Yeah. And now we're just going to pretend it's a high school again. We She just almost murdered somebody. There. I mean, and she only didn't murder him because he killed himself by eating his own tongue. He ate his own tongue. I'm so sad, MJ. I didn't want to get into this last week because I knew that you couldn't watch the episode. It was like, man, if you could watch this episode, though, this is we. I mean, I think that. Jeff and I yelled about it for longer than the episode itself. I mean, Betty Betty spent years agonizing over whether or not she was a serial killer, you know, or or evil or dark Betty. Dark Ooh, Betty. Dark Betty because of her uh, genes. <laughs> I like the slight, oh, dark Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say dark Betty without saying, oh, dark Betty. Uh, but like, she spent years agonizing over whether she's a serial killer, what, how the serial killer gene is impacting her her choices and behavior. And then last week, she's just like, 
should I kill that guy? And her mom's like, kill him. And she's like, all yeah, right. Kill and then they, guy. and then, oh, whoops, we didn't kill him because he killed himself because oh, he we killed were himself. keeping him captive illegally. And they're just like, how do you feel? Good? Yeah, I feel great. And just, she's moving along. This week she was fine to the extent that she was present at all. Well, she wears leather jackets now. So that's how you know she almost <laughs> killed a man. I don't understand also because. I mean, Cheryl is in the middle of a cult, but like, but she and Kevin can, when they're taking a break from praying to the goddesses of maple syrup, they could just, they'll just sing the song. They'll sing Little Shop Ours, you know? Yeah. Are they in a cult? Archie, also Archie, surrounded by images of his dead friends, but great to see a smile on his face when Josie's like, oh. "Hey, will you come back and play guitar with us?" And he's like, oh, "He he was, you know, it was healing for him." I think we haven't seen Archie smile in a long time. I just realized she did ask him to do that, but then he didn't perform with them. I don't think we saw him performing with them. Not that I remember. But he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, I, I love the Pussycats. I'll come back. I've dated two of you." And uh, but it was, you know, I it felt it had feel good vibes. She's like Archie, Ar- my old fuck buddy. And he's like, hey, hey, Josie, I feel great. And, you know, he didn't seem to be suffering from the horrible gas induced, <laughs> toxic gas induced PTSD um, in this episode. <laughs> Everyone trauma. was fine in this episode. And that was nice. You know, pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Don't worry, I think that the trauma, we're jumping right back into the trauma next week um, because we can't get away with this living in musical La La Land for too long. (laughs) Even though, so I did look it up to see if this is like a way, I was like, where, then give us the Josie and the Pussycats spinoff. Is this them just testing? That's what I assumed. I was like, this has to be setting up an offshoot show of just the Pussycats because they even had their own logo at the end of the episode, the Pussycats. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm into it, but why didn't they just write this as a pilot, shoot it, to pitch it? It, I, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm just very confused about it because, again, if this was like, and then next week we're dropping the season, like, yes. cool. All right, you know what? Hell yeah, let's bring in this world. Again, the world they should have fucking made in the first place. But I will accept this. But the fact that there's not even any show. So it's like, are they going to bring back, like, are they going to bring back every character now? But And start doing this? We, I mean, I don't know Truly don't know why they did this. It seems like it had to have been like based on some sort of mistake or accident with filming schedules or something. However, 
I I really want to not forget to talk about my favorite line in the entire episode, maybe my enti- my favorite line of the entire season, Whoa. in which they are all there for the Josie and the Pussycats show. And Dr. Curdle Jr. is there. Oh, my and God. Betty is there. And Betty sees Dr. Curdle Jr. And in a totally calm voice goes, Dr. Curdle Jr., did somebody die? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that line is so great. When you're, you're all at a bar. You're all at a show. And you see the morgue guy. And you're just like, did somebody die? And he's like, no, I'm just a huge <laughs> fan of Josie and the Pussycats. And I'm a human being. <laughs> and I'm a human being. Did somebody die? Absolutely my favorite line. And then... I liked his groovy look. He looked like Fester Adams on vacation. <laughs> he, he was like, we got to see a little bit more humanity of Dr. Curdle Jr. We can call that character development. And then... It's what we've been screaming for. <laughs> Thank you. After uh, they had extremely confusingly brought back Josie, to sing in the um, Little Shop of Horrors number, so so confusingly, we hadn't seen we hadn't seen Josie. I mean, not sorry, not Josie. Uh, uh, Titi, we hadn't seen Titi for many episodes, and then without any introduction, no dialogue, no, she just appeared in the Little Shop of Horrors song, such that I was still like, still pregnant, still pregnant. Why is she there? Why haven't we seen her? I thought that they had even said that she had had the baby, but maybe not. But, but she's also there. It made sense because we knew in real life she was having the baby. Right. So she wasn't there for five or six episodes. Why couldn't you just roll that in? I don't, I'm going to assume, I don't know, I did not look into this. I didn't look into the personal life of the actress, Tony. Maybe the baby came earlier than they thought, and that's why. But still, you could have just said, like, oh, she had the baby, and then she comes in with the baby. Like, yeah, do the, do the little shop of horrors with Guys. the baby. But she's there for some reason. But if, I think that they had to have, I mean, come on, if you're going to have a pregnant character on Riverdale, have the character go into labor sure, in front of everybody. And so then, Doctor, luckily, Dr. Curdle Jr. is there. And so he, and they, she says, I think the baby's coming. She interrupts Josie's show. She says, I'm sorry, I think the baby's coming. And then they say, is there a doctor in the house? And Dr. Curdle Jr. goes, I'm a doctor. I loved everything about everything with the Dr. Curdle Jr. It was he great. He was great. And also, um, we came up with a side plot line of Jeff falls in and goes, do you think they're on a date? And I was like, oh, I would love to see uh, the the relationship between Dr. Curdle Jr. and Principal Weatherby. Let's <laughs> give them some more dynamics. I think that's great. I want to see how that formed. I want to see how that goes. They're both so emotionally stilted, but are they? <laughs> so we also got a baby in this episode. We can't. I guess we can't say that nothing happened. Yeah, Tony named their baby Tony. <laughs> I think that's very funny. And I immediately was like, Jeff. And he's like, I love you. And if you will talk about it, if you want to name your own child, Jackie, (laughs) wouldn't that be great? Don't you want more than one? Yeah, I mean, Come on. if men can do it, why not have yeah. juniors, female juniors? Yeah, and so Tony has Tony now, and baby Tony, obviously, seven months old uh, baby. And I wonder <laughs> if it is Tony's actual baby. I was hoping so. I don't know. I hope maybe it is. I think it would make sense. Um, but she's probably like, listen, if I, if I have to be on a set with a newborn, you know, with a, with a fresh baby and expose myself to COVID, why not also just have the baby also have my regular baby there, you know, and then I get (laughs) to be around my kid. Yeah. I mean, she really just had 
I've been thinking about Tony a lot because she was so extremely very real pregnant. She you know, was very the last time pregnant. we saw her, and I was happy to see her again. Don't get me wrong, I was I was surprised to see her singing Little Shop of Horrors, but happy. Yes. So I feel like we didn't even say, does. I mean, it's like you get it. <laughs> Josie came back. Her daddy died, and she came back. Her daddy that I thought that she was very close with, but I guess not that close with. Or at least maybe close. I don't know. I don't understand the timeline of how these things happened. All we know is that her mother, because I believe that they were separated, right? Weren't they divorced? Yes, they were divorced. And we got like one episode years ago with Josie, like, and her her dad. Her dad was always on tour, you know. And yeah, so he, he was she like always a jazz like, musician. Yeah, she always wanted his approval and stuff. And I think, and she, she some... left to go on tour with him. That's so that was right. the last that we knew of Josie was that she was going to go on tour with her father. And um, so, and I know that this is this is like a closing of, of of the story, or at least that's what I was reading in an interview. Um with the young, beautiful woman that plays Josie, uh, Ashley Murray. Although as somebody tweeted a picture of her Wikipedia article, uh, the Wikipedia entry on her, that she is indeed 33, young, a young 33. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, she she plays it, you know, all you got to do is let your hair down and then you immediately look eight to 10 years older. And I guess <laughs> it's all, um, it's a magic I didn't know existed. So she comes back, she leaves her world tour to grieve her father. Understandable. Great. She gets her uh, her long lost one pussycat who was a lawyer or going to become a lawyer, but is now a YA novelist. The other pussycat who doesn't know if she's going to get married or not. Very important plot point. <laughs> and um, I guess is an artist of some sort, but I think something that we're forgetting to talk about is the fact that third pussycats. Oh, did I say third pussycats? Second pussycats? I forget their name. Melody? Um, what's the one that we hadn't met yet? Val. No, we didn't know her name. What's her name? Val. I think we knew Val and we hadn't we yet knew met Val. Val. We knew Val and we didn't know Melody. And Melody, her movies are, her book has already been optioned by Tyler Perry. And she decided to break the contract because Tyler Perry wanted a name in the role to play her. But she wouldn't take it. Because she told her bestie that her bestie was going to play her in the Tyler Perry movie. Yes, her bestie that I'm going to say doesn't act. And I don't know why you would push to that extent. She's a, a, a very interesting painter. <laughs> I'm not saying she's not a beautiful artist. She's very talented. But why would you die on that hill? This subplot truly made no sense. And they put a lot of time into it. Like, yeah. if you were to name one, if you were to name two plots of this episode, you would first say Josie came back to Riverdale, and you would second say these two characters who we've really, one of whom we've literally never met, one of whom we knew for like a few days in I think the first season when she dated Archie, uh, these two characters are having this very high stakes co interpersonal conflict slash drama slash secret between each other because 
Tyler Perry doesn't want to cast her best friend and she can't tell her. And it's just like, we don't know these people. We don't care about this movie. We don't, don't even care. know what the book is about. Don't care. Like, you are trying to create stakes out of thin air here. It, it was just, and the, the book is on her own life. Yeah, but Val has to play the main character, Jackie. I, I just, and that's really, I just kept being like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I again, if you're gonna build these characters into the show, I will make space for them. You know, I have a heart for every new. I already love Tabitha. I'm screaming for Minerva and Cheryl to start fucking making out in front of me. I'm not saying that I don't have space in my heart for more Riverdale characters and to learn their backstories. But put them in the show. Yes. Don't put them in one episode. I don't care. Drop them in with this like pre yeah this like freestanding plot. Uh, and it's like the, the the first scene where we meet Mel and Val. They're like like Mel's like so like nervous and it's like this. And I'm like, who are you? Why are you nervous? Why like, are you nervous? What's I don't happening? No idea. And then. I will say something that did make me go a hooting over here. Love Sweet Pea. Love to see him. Love that he hasn't changed his style in 10 years. <laughs> he is still rocking the serpent's jacket. He's got the plaid shirts with the sleeves ripped off. Very here for it. Hasn't aged a goddamn day. But she hooks up with Sweet Pea again. Josie does. And then, spoiler alert. When they leave to go on their national tour with the Pussycats at the end of the episode, Sweet Pea shows up and says, I could be your roadie. I could be your anything. <laughs> and then she lets him go on tour with her yeah. with an empty backpack. What are you, if, can you imagine have, going home, having, uh, you know, a holiday with friends? Friends with holidays? What was it? What did we used to call them? <laughs> friends with Christmas. You go, friends with Christmas. And then you go home, you bang somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, and then they're like staring you in the eyes, being like, I could be your anything, and be like, get the fuck away from me. I'm going on tour with my father's ashes. Yeah, I thought that Josie was going to be like, wow, sweet pea, like, that's way too much. Back off. And instead, she was like, yeah, sure, come. So, like, I guess... Josie's like lonely and loves Sweet Pea after like one hookup with him. Uh, and her mother gets on the tour. Bus, yeah, why is so her mother coming on coming tour? With. So yeah, it's gonna be a real hot and heavy tour, man. Mommy's on the bus. And then the cherry on the bullshit cake <laughs> is when Sweet Toots shows up at the end. Don't know this character. This man that knew her father, talk about shoehorning it in of like, please give us a pilot, <laughs> was like, I don't think your father just died naturally. Right. I think he was murdered. I forgot Who about that. Who is this guy? Has he ever heard of a fucking telephone? <laughs> I don't know why he came to Riverdale to see them off on their Josie and the Pussycats tour to tell her your dad was involved with voodoo. I think he was murdered. And then that's it. And then they get on the bus. But not only that, he's like, I hope that wasn't too out of nowhere for you. And Josie and her mom are like, we're from Riverdale. We're not even phased by you telling us that our father 
slash husband was murdered. Like it literally doesn't surprise us. Not even upsetting us, not evoking an emotional reaction in us. We're just like, okay, we'll investigate the murder. Let's drive around the country with his urn, throwing his ashes at every to stop. Put his ashes out at every stop. <laughs> I that I that I could. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I get out of here. Again, another fun. You want to bring voodoo into Riverdale? Fucking sick. But I know y'all, don't you? Don't you spit on me and tell me it's raining. <laughs> I will not bring some voodoo in. But where are the Mothmen? I want Mothmen. I want them. I want more aliens. There's only a couple of episodes left. What are we going to do? Yeah, I honestly... And then she's trying to make a fucking franchise out of Pops. And then another character I could give two shits about comes in and was like, well, we got to change the milkshake recipe. What? What? Yes. What are we talking about here, guys? That was plot. That was plot. There was some investor, Veronica's investors... Bring Veronica in. Veronica also seemed very tired this episode. Like maybe Veronica was hungover or something. Also, I have a theory that last week Jughead, the actor, Cole Sprouse, was like, I have nothing but contempt for the lines of dialogue that have been written for me. And so I will deliver yeah. them with pure contempt. I don't think that was a character choice. It felt like an actor's choice to me to be like, I despise what I'm doing right now. And that was kind of how Veronica felt this week. She was just like, I'm it seems like every actor is reading the lines being like, I guess these are right. my lines. I a hundred percent. Cole Sprouse doesn't give a fuck about this at all. And it's like, bro, you're getting paid a good amount of money. Put a fucking smile on your face <laughs> and get through or stop doing the show. Yeah. Unless they probably just won't let him out of his contract, which I imagine is the case. But also I will say last episode. He had Mothman, not Mothman, rabies talking to a rat king. And that is, I think, old Riverdale badass. But then this episode, he's just hanging out with everybody. Yeah, no, he's fine. He doesn't have rabies anymore. He's fine. fine. You know, Betty, she's fine. Put a leather jacket on her. And it made no sense. And I will say, Josie did really, like, she swung... Kind of for the fences with Nina Simone's stars as well. This is another one of those things I felt like there was just a throttle on her. <laughs> yeah. Let her sing. Yeah. Let her sing. Let her, let her, like, I, 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 as much as I was so excited for the musical numbers, and I was, it, there is just a certain kind of flavor to a Riverdale musical number where it's just always going to feel a little bit off no matter what. Even in the first season, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, it's just, it's like they have to, it's like they found the magical formula so that no matter what else is going on with any other plot, no matter what the season is, no matter how good the song is, no matter how good the singing is, it's always just going to feel a little bit confusing as to why they're singing. And I will say, I think that it's great that Riverdale is doing the, uh, like, allowing, I mean, now we know what the parents are doing. Since they're not being the parents in the show anymore because uh, Magikin Amic was directing i think the last couple episodes or just the last episode and then robin givens directed this episode who is sierra who's in the episode um ex-mayor old stup of sheriff keller right. and uh so she got to direct this episode and i think that's awesome i think that like everyone who's like if you've been on this show for this long 
I think it's cool that they're giving directorial ups to people and letting them bring in their own flavor. But I just want the parents back. Yes. Yes. I I do. I I will say where I've landed after this episode is that I do want more musical numbers. I want a musical number at least in every episode, even the ones that are where they're trying to catch up on plot. I do want it. I want it to keep happening. I'm glad they didn't turn Pops into a singing diner, though, because I think... I would have stabbed my own eyes. <laughs> See, when they when they said that, I was like, yes, yes, make, make a song every time we go to Pops. But like, you know, I just feel like this this season is, again, it just feels like it had to have been an accident or a circumstance of COVID to have these, it's structured so strange to be like, we're just going to spend a whole day on Hiram Lodge's past. Okay, now here, plot, plot. Nothing but plot. Okay, now we're going to spend a whole day with these three characters, one of whom you haven't seen in two years, one of whom you hadn't seen in five years, two of whom you haven't seen in five years. At least Hiram was still a part of the plot (laughs) when they did it. Yes, even if that episode didn't advance anything, it wasn't a complete head-scratcher. And so it's like, I like the plot ones. I liked the episode from two weeks ago. So give me more plot but also give me musical numbers. We can have both. We can have both. Riverdale, we're screaming for it. (laughs) Oh my God. And we'll be screaming at least for another three or four weeks. At least. I love that this is such a, it's really forcing some mindfulness upon us. We're like, we don't know what the future holds, but we know that this week we have a Riverdale. Yes. And and we know that next week we will as well. So we will see you guys next week. I think that it's going to be, I saw like a glimpse. I try not to watch the next on because I don't want to know, but it's going to be, um, I believe, Uncle Daddy centric. So uh... take that and do with it what you will. Put it under your hat and save it for a rainy day. <laughs> I'm going to put Until it under my week. hat, but I'm not going to like it. I still don't care for Uncle Daddy. Oh, but do you care for trench warfare? I hope we get more <laughs> of it next week. Uh, we will keep our breaths held. I love you guys, and thank you for joining us for Riverdale Roundup. I like this. I like going head to head. We went head to head, and we, you know, we landed together in the end, which is uh, we did. We landed in the middle, just, lukewarm. You know, we'll always enjoy a Celine Dion song, but I mean, really, yeah. it's Celine who who should sing them first and foremost. (laughs) Yeah, and that's all right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.